Hey, Barbara, can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? I'm good. Wow, this is real. This is really going on. We're on. We're on together. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So today, this is our first podcast where we're, we're actually going to do this. Um, we're doing Dairy Pivot. This is it. So let's talk about what Pivot means to us and, and why did we decide to do this podcast or why did you want to be a part of the podcast? Let's just start with that. First, let's introduce us. Who are you? Okay. So uh, Pivot for me is the point in time where something major happened that forced me, not necessarily reluctantly, but I knew unequivocally without a shadow of a doubt that I need to do something different. And so uh, meaningful action followed, uh, uh, was a major part of that process. And so I can look back in retrospect and say, this event forced me to pivot and it has been the best thing that happened for me in that season of my life. Hmm. Wow. You said that so much more eloquently than I'm going to say it because you know that I'm not. (laughs) You are you and that's what I love. So come come on with it. Come on with it. No, that is not how I'm going to put it. Um, Okay. So first first let us introduce, let let us go back sort of introduce ourselves to the lady. So my name is Waukee Hayward. Um, I am a, a professional black woman and um i podcast i I am a certified life coach i do all these different things um and i decided that i felt like it gets to a point in life right where at, at middle age that 40s 50 area you know information is just a lot of data but wisdom is understanding how to apply that 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 information and so i feel like we've gotten to a place where we're getting these this wisdom right? We get wisdom. So we decided to do this podcast so that we can actually go back and sort of share that with the ladies um, out there, but they can actually get some of that wisdom, right? So that's good. That's that's very good because wisdom also correlates with gray hair, but we're not going to go there. But anyway, we're not. not. And nobody will. Since I'm the older sister here, we all know who has the gray hair. Yes. But uh, so I am Barbara Wade. I'm a professional Black woman as well. And um, I can, I describe myself as a Christian that has decided that God's plan for me is the best plan ever. And I can't say I've always felt that way. I can't say that I've always felt that I cared, but at this season, and I guess it is midlife, um, so many awesome things have happened that I know without a shadow of a doubt that God does have something for me to do. And all of those other important things meaning my roles in life as a wife and a mother and a sister and a friend and all those things. Um, I've been given enough space so where I can still tend to all those relationships. There's still a larger purpose that God has for me. And it is in that relationship with women, sharing the wisdom that I have um, acquired through experience as well as learning from others. And I think that was so important to me. And I care so much about women feeling good about who they are 
yes. regardless of what season of life they're in, yep. that I feel it is my purpose to help them get to that place. So that's why I'm here. I love that. I love that. I think I, I to- that totally resonates with me from a place of just knowing that it's time for you to do something different. Like, so my pivotal moment was, I don't know, I think I was probably about, I don't know, maybe 30, I don't know, 35-ish. I'm going to say 35-ish. And I remember getting up one day, walking around my house and just like looking at it and it was, everything was exactly the way I wanted. I did all the things, you know, we was in good health. You know, my, my, my child was gone. He was doing his big, he was doing his big things. Life was really just good. Like there was nothing else. Literally at that point, I was like, Lord, I'm already living on overflow. Like there was nothing else I could have like, oh, you know, I still need this. I still need like, there was really nothing else I could really think of at that point that I can, mm-hmm. I, I would want because I had already, God had already surpassed everything I had already dreamed of. So he had really already surpassed that. And I remember it was like, I remember sitting at the top of my steps, just sitting at the top of the steps and just sitting there and I could hear God saying, now what? Now what? Mm-hmm. God, I've given you everything you've asked for. Now what are you doing? Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just this, it was just this, first I tried to ignore it because, you know, sometimes God talks and you really just don't want to hear what he has to say. At least this is me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just really didn't want to hear it. Like, I was like, are we going to be honest here? Yes, we're going to be honest. Like, that's how we're going to start this off. So I was like, I just didn't really want to hear what he had to say. And so he just kept like urging me, like, you know, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What now what? Now what? And that's all I would hear. And I was just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like you, you know, you get to that place where everything, everything should be good. Like everything should be good, but there was just something that wasn't. And I remember I would try to go and explain it to people and try to, I would, because it was sounded weird and I didn't want to be weird. I didn't want to just come out and say, so like God is talking to me about something that sort of sounds crazy and I don't really know. So I would try to just pin around and be like, so y'all good? <laughs> everything good with y'all? And everybody's like, yeah everything is good. Like, perfect. Like, everything is great. And as I started to deviate and say, well, everything isn't really great with me because I just feel like something is pulling me to do something different. As I started doing that, then I started to connect with other women who was literally in that same space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was not alone in that space at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Barbara, you know, like this dare to pivot thing has sort of been brewing in my spirit now for a minute. And I think the real reason why I think it's so important to bring this bring this um, subject to the women and give women a space to share is because all too often the devil will trap you to think that you're all by yourself in your moment. And you and I both know that's a lie, right? Absolutely. And so I think that it's so important to let women see that there is a, you can actually be brave enough to go out here and do that thing that God is calling you to do, whatever that is. But I really want to make sure that we, that we highlight it or showcase um, that, you know, you go through fears, you're going to have fear and you're going to have, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you something. Like mm-hmm. everything that move costs us something. It's going to cost you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to really make sure that we highlight that here so that women can understand that there is a cost to that next step, but it's working mm-hmm. on if you just follow through. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you. And so by us having those conversations, that's what I think we were drawn to one another because we were thinking the same thing. Yes. And I can tell you, I've never met another person or woman that I've been able to have that conversation with and not have to explain every single thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Because you've had, you've had that thought too. 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we, that was confirmation. Certainly confirmation for us. Yeah. So I'm I'm totally excited about what this is going to look like. So let's I I, I want to take a moment out just to sort of explain to women what we mean when we say pivot. So pivot to me means and and Barbara, you can you can definitely chime in or um, you know give a different variation. But when I think about pivot to me, pivot from it means doing something that wasn't necessarily culturally acceptable, but was totally what God was calling me to do. It was totally what he was calling me to do. It didn't have anything to do with it all. What, what um, culture or, or the world said was good. I mean, it was just, it was just like a different thing. It was like, um, it's something that went against the, the norm. And in that place of the pivot, it's almost like you do, you know, you are just leaving your comfort zone. Like, you know, when I decided to, I, if I just pick like, you know, one thing, like, you know, obviously, um, in my career, you know, what I do for real life in, in a daytime is, you know, I, you know, work in IT in truth. Like that's what I do. But I remember there was a moment when I decided I wanted to just do something different and I want to go and get going to the whole life coaching thing and I want to do something completely different. It was so crazy for me to think that I was gonna put down all that experience and all that education in that direction and completely put that aside and go do something that had nothing to do with ones and zeros. It just had nothing exactly. to do with it, you know. Exactly. What I'm saying? And it sounded ridiculous to me. Like I remember, I would go and try to explain it to my other IT professionals, and they would literally look at me and like, "I have no idea what you're talking about right now." Like I remember, one girl literally said to me, "Like you're literally gonna just waste all your time and talents by doing that." And mm. I was just like, "I get it, but that's what I feel like God is calling me to do." And He was just right. really calling me to really go out and try to help women be their best selves like be not just their best selves but be who God called them to be and and and, and love God and know who and love God with a, a level of confidence that is real right absolutely absolutely and I had a similar experience so ironically both of our backgrounds are in IT but that isn't the significant part <laughs> at all True. let's let's quickly move on from you know that. Right. um <laughs> so one of my pivotal moments was deciding to uh, go to graduate school 10 years, actually 12 years after I graduated from undergrad. And in those 12 years between graduating from undergrad and graduate school, I had a family, worked full time. And so going to grad school was never, let me just tell you, never on my list of anything ever. <laughs> I had decided, <laughs> I did because I struggled so much getting through undergrad because mm -hmm. IT really wasn't mm -hmm. my thing, but mm -hmm. you know, God is good. So I never thought about getting an advanced degree. And so that moment came that God told me that I should go to grad school. And I'm like, for what? Like, why? It can't possibly be in IT. I don't want to be certified in anything. Like, I am so done <laughs> I know that's right. I know. with the IT stuff. So you can't possibly be talking about anything in information technology. And he said, no, 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 no. It's going to be in uh, something related to counseling. And I was no. like, wow. Hmm. I mean, I like caring for people, which is what I phrase it now, instead of caring for things, caring for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I felt that because I've 
been involved in, in ministries and that's an important part of who I am, but I never thought that I would have to go to grad school. So confirmation came for me when in that same week, postcard came in the mail from a local school and I said, well, then I need to read it because I certainly didn't request anything. Right. And so I read it and it described the degree that described me. Wow. It would help, help me assess who I am as a person and then utilize that information to help other people. And I was like, wow, wow. that is what I want to do. And so I sent the information back in. I think it was still snail mail at that time because that was a minute ago. And um, <laughs> they quickly responded, gave me a call, followed up with a letter. And I said, well, now I'm going to have to investigate this thing. And uh, so having done all that, you know, enrolled in January. So this is the late summer, enrolled in January and it was just an extremely rewarding experience. And the pivot in that for me was learning self-care, which is something I never even knew was a thing at mm -hmm. that time. Yes. I thought my priority was caring for my family, um, contributing financially. That was a decision we made. Yeah. Um, as well as putting my kids in the you know best school that we could afford, living in a certain neighborhood, all of those things, them being involved in activities, having the time to allow them to be pursue their interests, all those at that time were my priority. And so to go into think about self-care and learning about myself and learning about what my wounds are and then just developing the desire to be the wounded healer. Wow. Allow God to heal me so that I can help people, other people be healed. And so that was a just a, a pivotal point in my life. How how did you how did you get to a place where you could overcome the negative self-talk? Like, you know, was you not afraid that you wasn't going to do well in that since you didn't do well in undergrad? Or you know, like all no, the because a family or something like that? How was you able to overcome those things? Because it was obvious to me all the barriers that were removed in order for me to do this. So first of all, financially, we could afford it. I was like, what? We were like the broke <laughs> kids. Like, mm -hmm. we were the ones that, man, we shared a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we lived in an apartment I mean apartments that people didn't like to come visit we didn't <laughs> want to invite people over I mean we had an experience yes so we were broke broke as a married couple and then to see uh years later that not only are we taking care of our home but we have access and so that we could pay for me to go to school. That was undeniable. That was confirmation for me that that's where I should be. And then I was still allowed to work full time. I had a manager that was in full support, even though I was not pursuing a degree in IT. You know, we had a, a conversation. He said, and you know, I know at the end of this, you're going to leave. Wow. And that wasn't my plan. My plan was just to be obedient to get this degree. 
but he still supported me and allowed me to go to classes during the day when they were doing the day. Wow. And so it was undeniable that this is what I was supposed to do at this time. And then the people I met in my class, all of us were adults figuring it out how how we were going to earn these degrees. So we ranged in age and different family concepts. And all of us felt like we were paying a price to do it. However, there was confirmation that this is where we were supposed to be at this time. So I couldn't deny any of that. And that's how I overcame fear of uncertainty Mm -hmm. is that God kept showing me this path is laid for you. This path is laid for you. And even though it's uncomfortable because I don't know how it's happening, it's still laid for me. Wow. So I think, I think, cause I was thinking about, you know, making sure that we give tips, right? So as you was talking, I was like writing out some things I thought was key, key points here. So I think the first thing, honestly, is just to be true to yourself, right? To sort of identify the thing in you that if you're walking in a direction, but you know in your heart of hearts that this direction is not right, like first you have to be woman enough and admit that it's not right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That something is not right here, that you don't feel comfortable there. Um, and then once you admit it, then I, I heard you say, you know, you started to then explore, well, what does, what will feel right to you? Like, what would that look like to you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think once you figured that out, then the next step I see you did, you actually outlined the challenges, the things that will prevent you. Like you said, you know, the money, you would, you know, we don't have the money or, you know, my family and all these things. But then once you sort of, or work, like the work situation, how was work going to, how was work going to, how am I going to be able to do the schedule, like with work? So you sort of outlined challenges that will prevent you from, from doing that thing, whatever that thing is that God wants you to do. As you did, as you outlined those challenges, then you was able to identify what these are mitigations, right? And obviously, God, you know, easily because it was something that was God breathed, easily. What's that? I hear something in the background. What's that? Oh, He easily sort of removed that out your way and allowed you to just walk into that walk into that like so I think it was like a lot of faith there too because after you outlined them then you was able to you know to see the mitigations whether you you figured out you had money you went and talked to your boss you was very honest about what you was doing and God just sort of opened that door for you to actually walk through and then I think lastly you was really clear about defining your support system right where you was talking about not only with your family but also the people you was doing it with you know you sort of build that mm-hmm. support system and then as you walked on to get your uh, graduate degree, you were able to just sort of lean on all of that God and the support, the the actual physical support system he gave you here on this earth to actually accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, see how you pulled that together for me. You're the educator. You're the educator. I'm the emotional, I'm the emotional one. You're the educator. Is that my my role in this whole thing? Okay. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Good job. Because, you know, my thing is I want to make sure that as we're talking, you know, that the ladies get that, you know, every time they tune into us, and and this will be a weekly podcast, but every time you tune into us, we don't want to just talk to you um, about things that we've gone through or allow our guests to talk to you about things that they've gone through, but we really want to give you tips that you can actually store in your pocket to use when you need them, right? Because a lot of times people don't move, not because of the fact that they are afraid to move or they, you know, are, are they afraid to be successful? They're, they don't want to move because you don't even know steps one, two, and three. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like most people start talking to you and they start talking to you right from step five. Like this is all you got to do is, no, no, no. First thing I got to do though is, is first really be truthful with myself that I don't want to be in this role anymore. Like that's like the first step. And then from that step, now this is what that next step looks like. So I think, I think it's just really important that we are um, clear and we give women those kind of tips. So that's what I'm going to try my best to always remember to do every week. Um, because I think that sometimes, especially for women who, you know, I'm, I've always been called to the woman who appears to have it all together, but in truth, she doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've always been, a, you know, a, I've always been called to that person. And so I want to make sure that we are, we are giving women room and the grace and the space to really walk in a truth and, and let them see that it's not easy. Like none of this stuff that we've, that we've done or any of these guests that we have on this, on this podcast have done, it's gonna, it was easy, but it was worth it. And you just keep walking forward. Like you just keep stepping. Right. One step in front of the other, you just keep stepping. And God would either do one or two things. Either he will, you know, put something under your feet right away or he, or he would definitely catch you before you hit the ground. But one, two, one of those two things will happen. That's how that works. <laughs> at least that has been my experience. That's what wisdom, that's what my wisdom has told me at this point. You won't hit the ground. You might get right, close. Right. You won't hit the ground. He will catch you. Now, sometimes he'd be moving a little slow. So it looked like moments. <laughs> so still put your hands what? down. <laughs> well, literally, where I can like push myself up after that. But you know, but you know, hey, he's always caught me before I hit the ground. And um yeah, so I think this podcast is going to be great. I think it's going to be so exciting. I, I pray that the women learn a lot um, from this. And my call to action to the women is that for them to be engaged too, right? So there's going to be a yeah. voicemail um, website there. You can always go to the Water Walkers a website and you can um, weigh in there and just give us your comments. Tell us things that you've been thinking about and that you would like to hear, you would like to talk about or some topics that you would like to discuss you know, discuss or learn about, or even if you feel like, you know, your story has been, um, your, your pivot point was so, um, life-changing that you would want to share that with others. You know what I'm saying? And you feel like you have something to share. So, cause here, everybody has a voice. We feel like everybody is important. Everybody, you know, everybody has a testimony that's worth it. And we just want to tap into it. We just want to hear the backstory. You little nosy. And we're, it- and we're here to help them. Yeah, train true. You know, I know as, as women exercise their voices, their different places of uh, comfort. Yes. And so just sharing, um, we're willing to help you see just how this is uh, a testimony, a story. It is a faith journey you've already been living and you've probably come further than you even Absolutely. realize. So that's what we're willing to do to just, help you see just how blessed you are and how um, God has already been an influence and a help in who you are today. Absolutely. All righty, ma'am. I think we've done it. I think this first one is in the books. We came. We talked about Look, we talked about about just showing up. You know, and um, trying to do this. And ladies, let us just say that this is not scripted at all. We try to really show up and be our true authentic selves, other than just making sure we had the um, 
the mechanics of it all together. You know, we tried to be our true authentic selves because we really will, we will do our best to show up for you every week in our true authentic selves. So there will be times when you will hear us and we will be great, just look bubbly. And then there are going to be times that you're going to hear us and we ain't going to be all that bubbly because, hey, we women and y'all know how we do. That's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. We live life despite how we right. feel. This is what I'm telling you. So that's what you're going to get here. You're going to get that, that little dose of real talk. And, you know, and, you know, yeah. So we're hoping you enjoy. All right, man. All right. All right. Thanks, Talk ladies. to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.